Welcome to Secrets from the Saddle podcast. I'm Sylvie Daou, your host, fellow cyclist, bike club founder, cycling coach, bike race junkie, just truly super passionate about cycling. My journey with cycling started 20 years ago when I opened a spin studio, started a women's race team, and founded a women's only cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. I'm super thrilled to reveal all aspects that make the world of cycling operate. I'm so excited to be able to bring you interesting people from around the world, pro cyclists, recreational cyclists, coaches, event organizers, bike shop owners, everything and everyone you need to know or ever wondered about when it comes to cycling. I know you'll enjoy this episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by Shopify Queen, Sarah Gensel of Gensel & Co. Do you currently have a Shopify site selling products or services that aren't performing as well as you're hoping? Or do you have a product or service you'd love to sell, but you have no idea where to start? Well, my girl, Sarah Gensel, the Shopify queen, is a person to talk to. She is amazing and brilliant at branding and is currently helping me completely revamp my website on Shopify to showcase my new brand and selling my products. So if this sounds like something you've been looking for, please reach out to her on IG at Sarah Gensel, that's J-A-N-S-E-L. Leave her the code Sylvie, that's S-Y-L-V-I-E, and she will add you to her free Shopify Facebook group where she coaches weekly on Shopify strategies and has tons of content to help you in your Shopify journey to building your online business. So don't forget, DM her on Instagram at Sarah Gensel, J-A-N-S-E-L, and leave her the code Sylvie. She'll reach out and add you to her community. Thank you very much and have an amazing day and enjoy the episode. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Secrets from the Saddle All Things Cycling Podcast. And I wanted to share with you today what I've been doing training-wise to help me get to the level that I'm racing at right now at the age of 51. Now, this weekend, when you hear this podcast on Friday or today, (laughs) like I'm recording it on Tuesday, um, I will be in Michigan for coast to coast. So I'm going to do the 100 miler, which is 150 kilometers gravel race. And I... I want to share with you kind of the process and the sequence that I've been doing to train for this because it's not about hammering out the kilometers. It's not about racing every weekend. It's about um, scheduling things in and realizing that it's going to take time to build up endurance, Um, you know, to the point where you can participate in these events um, without injury, without, with actually, you know, finishing it in a decent time. Like, I don't know what my time's going to be like for coast to coast because it's a gravel race and it's longer. And I've, I've done a hundred K on my gravel bike and I, I did 150 K last weekend on my road bike, but I know this is going to be completely different. However, Uh, apparently the course is fast and flat. So who knows what's going to happen? But the thing is that 
if you're listening, um, I highly recommend that you can go to YouTube and watch this because this was is a visual presentation that I'm going to speak out to you, but you can also see what I'm doing. Because um, I kind of have a whiteboard up here because I wrote everything down. Because uh, people are asking me, you know, like people are in awe of what I'm doing right now. But here's the thing. A lot of people don't know what I have been doing. And that's the whole thing. It's that 10,000 hours. It's that four, four years of preparation and focus and skill development and strength, power and speed that, you know, like a lot of people don't think about. They're just like looking at you right in the now and going, oh my God, you're so amazing. How could you be doing all that? And, and, um, I, that, and that's why I started putting a timeline together as per how I started getting myself conditioned because it, it is important to me. I'm 51. I have, um, I want to do some really cool events, not necessarily racing, but let's face it. Every event is a race. It's timed. It's a race. They have podiums. Let's not, uh, you know, um, fool ourselves here. Um, but some of us go in with, uh, expectations. Some of us go in with just the sheer, like you want to experience it and have a great time and finish. And I mean, that's where I'm coming to, but I also have, you know, a little plan inside my head as per, you know, how I'd like to, how I'd like this to pan out. Right. Um, and that's what I just, um, so anyways, I want to share this with you. you like my uh, Wonder Woman? You better have some inspiration there. Got my Wonder Woman and the dinosaur and my kids and my family. So here it goes. Now I'm going to go back to 2020, which is kind of like the shift in my summer. Um, it's also the pandemic, the start of the pandemic. And it's also the time where a lot of my, uh, club mates. So I have a woman's cycling club, cycle fit chicks, uh, started getting on swift. It was not that it was not that winter, but the winter of 2021, but the winter, of uh, the summer of 20, oh, the year of 2020, um, <clears throat> You'll notice that the 16 weeks, and I'm just going to give you a little bit of a close-up here um, before we get started, um, right here. So if you want to screenshot that just for, you know, yourself, because it is kind of important um, that um, you recognize that things take time to develop. If you just get into cycling, you want to achieve all these things, it's not going to happen. Um, not without uh, being burnt out and injury and things like that. So 2020, pinnacle year, the year of COVID. Um, also, the year I started strength training uh, five times a week, even through the summer. And then I finally realized this wasn't a good idea because I was basically exhausted on the Saturdays when I went to group ride. So this was like a learning year and, um, 
it was a great year because I got really into the best shape of my life. So that was, um, I was 49. So yeah. So here I am. Here I am. Here I am. 51. Yeah. For 49. And, um, and so I was strength training, uh, riding consistently. And also this is where we rode our first hundred, hundred kilometers, but it happened in July. So it was very late in the season. Um, well, not late, it's mid season, which is kind of, you know, where everybody is building themselves up to that time. I was not on Swift. Very few of us were on Swift at that time. And, but I was in the 16 week road, winter road cycling skills program. So I always, um, am in that program because at, in the fall or in the winter is a great time to go back to all the basic skills and you can really target those a lot of different ones inside on the trainer over being outside. There's just some skills you cannot coach in uh, outside that are really much better done inside, um, during the winter months of training. So 16 weeks, if you'll notice it's in every year and will consistently be in every year because skill development, skill maintenance, um, going back and working on those skills, uh, inside is so important. And if you're not doing stuff like that, if you don't know what I'm talking about, like pedal stroke efficiency, um, individual leg strength, uh, workouts, drills, um, intervals on a regular basis, you know, things like that. Um, really proper hill climbing techniques, things like that. Sometimes you just cannot facilitate outside. Um, okay. So summer of 2020, my first hundred kilometers was in July. And then, um, that year, so that, so going into the fall, of course, everybody's getting into, um, Swift. I finally broke down in January or December and I got an account. Um, I did not have a power trainer of any sort. I had a trainer, I had rollers and I opted to go and purchase the power pedals because it made more sense for me because I could use them year round and I could use them on any bike and on any trainer. So I got the power pedals, I got Swift and I used my rollers and I used my straight trainer. So that's stemming into 2021 that, that year still. So I joined uh, Swift. I was still in the 16 week program, which I coach and, um, and it's, regular, like I said, it's like every year I've been coaching this for like 16, 17 years. I can't remember. Um, and then I made myself a schedule of six hours, just six hours, six hours a week on the bike. So that includes skills development that include the weekend ride. And I had to get a couple of rides in during the week. So just six hours. Okay. A lot of people just go out and hammer and do whatever all over the place without a plan. Um, and you get completely burned out right by the spring. You don't want that. That's not your goal for winter training. So you have to set a limit. So, um, I said six hours and I think like in Swift, you can 
uh, set your goal for six hours. And then it says, you know, like, have you achieved it? Have not, whatever. And then um, coming off of that winter, my first hundred kilometers was in May and it felt great. So remember the year before my hundred K came later in the season, 2021, it came right in the beginning of the season in hundred K. And then I noticed that Strava had like a hundred K challenge badge every month. So I signed up for that. And I made sure that I did 100K every month. So it was organized. It was planned. Um, and the first one I did by myself. And then the next ones I did uh, with groups. So <clears throat> we got a bunch of people to 100K mark. And that was super cool. Um, yeah. So then I did 100K a month from May, June, July, August. Um, so it was pretty consistent with longer rides. And that's where I, uh, participated in my first event in a long time. So eight hours hurting and Halliburton. I came in sixth. I did 137 kilometers and it felt amazing. It's a, now a goal to move up in the numbers on there. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so moving into this year, so 2021, I, discovered swift racing. I wanted to jump and find a swift team. So last fall I uh, joined Aeonian, a woman's online swift team and make sure to sign up for our newsletter because I was able to interview the ladies who started it because I just found them so amazing and inspirational. Um, so now I bought a power, power, uh, a power trainer. So here's the thing also, people, you don't need to go on the FOMO and buy all this stuff and put yourself in debt. It's not worth it. You know, if you hold out to like times like now, uh, and find a good deal on a power trainer, a lot of people upgrade too. um, do it. Just hold out. Don't put out all the money. Um, and you know, that's one thing that I I'll do is I'll, I'll hold off. I won't, you know, jump on the bandwagon because you know, a lot of people think that coaching is expensive. Swift is cheap. <laughs> and I'm sure like each one of you who are on Swift or any other online platform for training, it is not cheap. Okay. The membership is 20 bucks, but the rest of the setup is not cheap. You're looking like $2,000 to get started. So, you know, when <laughs> I put out a program that you can sit on your trainer and do over zoom and, uh, you know, 600 bucks and it's going to get you a good base. You know, I, I just shake my head sometimes. I'm like, okay. But you know, the thing is that see the 16 weeks is still in there and I have also incorporated Swift into that. So skills development, weekend ride. So, and then Tuesday race day or interval, like specific intervals. So it, it turned into a really great program that I've always wanted to do because I've always believed like winter training way before Swift should incorporate 
extra training, not just one 90 minute session a week. Um, so, you know, to have those weekend rides and then an additional one. So if you look at that almost brings you up to four hours in the week and that's a good training week, right? I forgot to mention that. Um, I think that's what I did. Maybe no swift. Um, I did my 2020, um, four hours a week. And, um, so I just, I added some extra stuff on my rollers and things like that. So back to 2022. So last winter I joined the race team. I don't know if that really benefited me too much, but it got me into regular racing, which however, um, you can do regular racing as you know, um, on Tuesdays. Uh, but it was more the camaraderie and meeting more women and just learning the whole system. It was, it was really, really fascinating. And I'm still boggled about a lot of it. And then of course the 16 week, which that, um, produced the weekend group rides on Saturday mornings, which, you know, just like the summers we have our group rides. And then I, uh, minimum six hours plus because in January, I decided to do, to set up and plan for a hundred K ride on Swift. Well, wasn't technically on Swift. It was on Strava <laughs> or on my Garmin. Um, so that's when my, my hundred K ride started. So right July to May to January. And now through the winter, I did 200 K rides a week, which increased my fitness where in March I went to Barry Roubaix and did a hundred K event and I felt amazing. Um, I just, and then in between there, I've done uh, a couple hundred K rides a month, uh, both road and gravel solo, um, mountain biking 55. Um, and also this year I got into gravel. I got back into mountain biking and I have my road. So I'm doing three, different types of riding. Plus I am still working out strength training three times a week. Plus I've added yoga two times a week this year. Um, which is really helping my body stay strong. And we have to think about these things. I mean, I'm not even talking nutrition. Nutrition is a whole other gamut that I work very closely and I always make sure that um, it's on par as much as possible, but so June, I just finished the two hour, a two day ride for con to conquer cancer total 270 kilometers. So 159 one day and 116 the other. So now I know that I'm capable of doing, um, a century ride, right? So 150 kilometers now this weekend, which now when you're hearing this, I'll be in Michigan at Lexington and participating in the hundred mile, uh, gravel race. So that is my big, um, challenge is that 150 gravel. Okay. And then in July, there's a red Reggie ramble, which is 130. Then I'm back for September kind of to finish off the season with the eight hours of Hurton and Halberton, which remember last year I finished sixth 
I did five laps. The winners did seven. So we'll see how that pans out, right? I'm, I'm basically prepping for that event through all these other events. And then back to 2013, so that's next year. What am I building up to, right? With all these years, I'm on year three. So what am I gonna do in year four? And this is discussion for the family, of course, because it requires travel. Um, so again, 16 week all the time, all every year. Um, Swift racing. I want to move to cat B. So that's, I have to work at getting a little bit faster and stronger and, um, more powerful. Um, again, back to Barry Roubaix. That's going to be in April. Um, I'd really like to do unbound and we've saw, seen a lot of things, um, on that. Um, that's, uh, up there along with Leadville. So unbound is in June, uh, Leadville's in August. And then Hurton is in September. So, uh, and then there's the, the ride to conquer cancer that's in between there. So, um, so what I want, I don't, I don't, I don't mean to like try and impress you with what I'm doing, but what I want to impress upon you is the fact that it takes time to build up to things like this. Um, and I, I don't know how people just decide to do Ironmans without building up to an Ironman. Um, it boggles my mind, um, going from no fitness to like 20 hours a week of fitness, three sports that you not even, you know, maybe you're good in one, maybe you're not good in any, you don't know how to ride a bike, don't know how to swim. And you know, how smart is it? Um, I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but I think, you know, putting together a plan, you've got many, many years to build up and build yourself up properly, uh, help in a healthy way to really, um, be able to excel and excel well at, without like injury and setbacks and divorce. And you know what I mean? Like get the family involved, you know, do other stuff other than you know, it's great to, you know, and I look at this and I'm like, it's great to fill up, you know, a calendar full of events, but you have to put life in there too. And I'm, I'm looking at that, you know, like, you know, maybe I might leave Leadville to, or unbound to, you know, 2024 because it's really close. They're like, these two are close back to back. So, um, you know, is that, is that right for the family? You know, maybe we love to travel together to Kansas for that. And this is just in Toronto. Um, you know, I can uh, do one day, I can do two days, I can just do a hundred K. Um, but level Leadville is a big one. Leadville is a commitment because you have to get, you have to pay for it, get into a lottery, um, and when you're accepted, like you have to go, right? <laughs> um, and then eight hours is just a fun one. Maybe it won't, maybe it will happen. Um, but, you know, putting things down like this and then going and seeing if it meshes with your family and seeing, because 
I would love to make this like family event. I know like I get it. Like when it comes to racing and family outings or trips, it just it it doesn't mesh because I mean you're you are kidding yourself because <laughs> literally if you're the racer, you know what you're like before the race. You don't want to talk to anybody. You preparing yourself, you're getting everything ready, you're in the zone. And then after you're a mess, <laughs> you know, literally. So how much fun are you? However, we pick these races because they're events and they bring us to great locations. And if you can make it something that can be fun around it, like um, this year, I told my husband, I said, I want, I want the family there because during the day while I'm, I'm participating, there's like so many things you could do. There's a wolf, um, res a reserve. Uh, there's a rehabilitation for wolves, like just around the corner. It's on lakes. Um, it's a great camping area. They're supposed to have like a village this year. So I'm thinking it's going to be a great event. And I know that I wasn't like wrecked after that event last year. Um, where, you know, uh, you know, like unbound that, that like I saw people in there, I would be wrecked after that. Um, Leadville probably wrecked too. Um, but who knows? We'll see what I'm like after coast to coast. That is a really good indicator because here's the thing as an aging athlete and please go and watch Joe Friel's three-part series on aging athletes in the episodes. We need to take more recovery. And that recovery, like after last weekend at um, uh, um, Ride of Conquer Cancer, the two days back to back, I was literally wrecked for one day while I traveled uh, home like Sunday night. But Monday, I was a wreck. Tuesday, getting a little bit better. Wednesday, a little bit better. Thursday, feeling like a normal person. Um, but that was a back-to-back -back event, right, with driving. So it's hard to say, like, how the body is going to respond because we have to really consider that and respect that. Um, so I did a lot of sleeping, a lot of eating. <laughs> Um, just and boosting my immune system. So things, and we can't, we can't ignore this. It's great to have a race calendar, but you have to figure out if your body can handle it. Like ladies over 40, over 50 men. I'm more talking to the ladies. Um, younger. Yeah. we go back to back. I raced. Uh, until I was like 45 and things were good. <laughs> I think after that was kind of like, oh, things started changing. So put things down. Is it realistic? Are you right now where I was in 2020? If you are, that's okay. Right. But plan it accordingly. Like set yourself up for those little milestones of achievements where you are always moving yourself forward and looking for the next thing that's going to take you to the next level. 
don't try and go from this level to, you know, year four without the in-between steps. It's kind of like a math problem, right? Your teacher tells you to put down all the steps in the math problem. Don't skip from the equation to the answer because in between you could be having a mistake and you don't know where it is, right? I tell my son this all the time, my kids. Um, you have to put down everything and this is everything. Work your, your way. You don't need to. We're not going to the Olympics. We're not, you know, um, make it achievable and attainable for you as a person, for your body, for your family, and you will succeed. Yeah, what? What if it takes four years? Who cares? We got time. Like, we got time. Lots of time. Time to take, you know, smell the roses and enjoy life while setting goals. And that's important. And I also want to say that if you're in a partnership, it's really important to encourage your partner to set goals too. If he or she is not there to, um, you know, uh, <clears throat> take care of the kids for you all the time, right? It's not about you. Um, so I always encourage my husband to set some goals as well. Um, cause we used to back and forth, like he used to do, um, competitive, not competitive. Well, he was competitive orienteering events. Um, that's, and that's trail running. And he went through a couple of years of injuries and now he's getting back at it. So it's encouraging, um, your other part, you know, your partner to be, to set goals, right? It's not just about your race calendar. It's about adding theirs in and also family trips, things like that. They're not going to be all around these things, even though you like them, even though I'm sitting there, yeah, this would be great. We'll just travel to Colorado. <laughs> no. <laughs> so anyways, I hope that helped. I hope this, um, uh, was helpful for someone. And if it was, I'd love to hear in the comments, you can, um, DM me, you can do a comment in YouTube. I'll get back to you there and, uh, let me know what you're planning for the summer. And if you have some great events that you've, um, signed up for, and if you need help, maybe looking at your schedule, uh, love to, you know, shed some interest, uh, some help, some coaching help tips there. And, um, yeah. Have a great day and wish me luck for tomorrow. Eight o'clock. We start. I'm really excited actually. So with that, thanks a lot, everybody. Have an amazing day. And don't forget to sign up for our cycling newsletter where, oof, excuse me. Um, it comes out weekly and it showcases the uh, podcast episodes from the previous week, plus some cycling tips for you from me. So links in the description. Um, and also, uh, yeah, I guess I'll go. See you later. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the secrets from the saddle podcast, learning more about sighting people, places, and things that make cycling such an exciting sport. I am so glad you stopped by today. Please leave me a review if you feel so moved to do so. I would love to hear your feedback. 
And if you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would enjoy it, I would be forever grateful. Also, if you could please leave me a review, if you feel so moved, by going to iTunes and leaving me an honest thought and an honest comment, telling me what you think, and most importantly, tell me what you'd like to hear more of. It would really help me to bring more great, inspiring cycling stories to you. Until then, have an amazing day. Make sure you ride your bike. And don't forget to visit my YouTube channel if you'd like to see the full version of this podcast live.